0: Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast brought to you by Vortex Optics. Today, we have some information for you hot off the presses about the merger between the National Deer Alliance and the Quality Deer Management Association. Today's guest is the current CEO of the National Deer Alliance and the new CEO of the Quality Deer Management Association. When this is all said and done, he is going to be the new CEO of the organization that is coming out of this merger. And as you will hear in this episode, there is yet to be a name picked for this uh, this new organization. But very interesting, right? I'm scrolling through Instagram and I notice that there's been this announcement uh, that's been made. And this is a big deal in the world of conservation. And Nick breaks this down for us really well. He talks about why the merger happened. He He talks about what the benefits are going to be coming out of this merger. He talks about Each organization's strengths. He talks about the new message moving forward. He talks about things like efficiency and streamlining, fundraising uh, opportunities, how to make money, and with the overall theme of helping deer and conservation, right? That is his main goal coming out of all of this. And uh, very interesting episode. There's a lot of questions that people have, and I tried to ask as many as I possibly could in the time that was allowed. I know that Nick is a regular guest here on the Nine Finger Chronicles and on the Sportsman's Nation, so I know that he's going to be back on very soon to talk about more details about this this merger, and... After listening to it, like when I when I first started or heard the news, a couple things went into my mind. Like, oh, COVID, COVID caused this because COVID is the reason why QDMA had to, you know, drop a bunch of its banquets, thus causing it not to make enough money, leaving them vulnerable. That was not the case as Nick talks about in this episode, and it sounds like they had been talking about a merger months before COVID even really hit North America. So I'm just going to let you guys listen to the episode. I want you to go on social after we after you listen and leave your thoughts, leave your comments, and uh, if you are a member of the QDMA, I want to hear your your uh, comments as well because uh, of all of the organizations involved, I think that the QdMA has some of the biggest shakeup shakeups because these guys have been around so long they have a lot of members, they have a lot of people working for them. and like I said, a lot of that is answered in this episode. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Let me know what you think through social, Instagram, Facebook, Nine Finger Chronicle, Sportsman's Nation. Uh, Before we get to this, as always, I got to do a really quick commercial, and that commercial is about Lone Wolf hunting products. Now, I have been a huge fan of Lone Wolf and their tree stands as far as I can remember. Um, I think I had one hang on, uh, like a, a cheapo hang on, before I got my first Lone Wolf. I borrowed... Uh, a lone wolf from a buddy because I didn't want to go through buying one back then when I was dead broke, uh, without testing test driving it first. So I borrowed one from a buddy and within two days I was sold. And I don't want to say that it changed the way I hunt, but it changed the way I hunt. I'm more mobile. It's quiet. Uh, I can be more aggressive with wind, I can be more aggressive with access. I can get into where the deer are living. Uh, I move off of the field edges. I find the funnels. I find the pinch points. I find the staging areas. And that is where I ambush these deer. And I absolutely love hunting like that, right? It allows me to be more aggressive. So go to Lone Wolf's website and take a look at their products, right? And if you do decide to purchase... tree stand or a set of sticks if you use the discount code 9fc50 you will save fifty dollars off of all orders over five or excuse me over two hundred dollars so you're saving fifty dollars off on all orders over two hundred dollars and uh that is a huge 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 savings And it gets you in the Cadillac of tree stands, especially mobile, uh, mobile tree stands. So lonewolfhuntingproducts.com, go check it out. And we will talk to you when we talk to you. Enjoy this episode, absorb it. And uh, I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say in three, two, one one. All right. On the phone with me today, Mr. Nick Penazato. Nick, what's up, man?
1: Dan, good to hear from you. And it's always, I always enjoy doing your show because right out of the gate, you always get my name right.
0: (laughs) And that sometimes that's, (laughs) that's a struggle for me uh, sometimes. Uh, So uh, I appreciate that. That's a, that's a good way to kick it. Kick off a good interview is when you say someone's name correctly.
1: Well, especially mine so, right yep,
0: right, right. So if you didn't notice there, I left out your title because i'm I'm flipping through Instagram this morning, and I notice something, something sticks out to me, and it was an announcement that the QdMA and the National Deer Alliance are merging into one organization and you are the, I guess we would call the former CEO of the National Deer Alliance or current or or whatever. And, and there's going to be a whole bunch of questions that's, that I have to ask about this. But my, my first question right out of the gate is how has your summer been so far?
1: <laughs> you know, it's hard to even think about it with, with COVID going on and yeah. with uh every just everything that's gone on is this what we're going to talk about here today this joint venture between NDA and QDMA and by the way I'm still the CEO of the National Deer Alliance and I guess technically the QDMA at the same time but we'll figure that all out okay um but uh it's been you know what it's been good it's been uh I've been able to fish uh pretty well into the summer here before things dried up so I love to I love to fly fish and do that I've been out Doing a fair amount of photography, which is something I love, and it's getting to that time of year, 4th of July weekend is when I always put out my first trail cameras, and I've uh, heard interviews that you've done on, I on, was uh, listening to uh, Wired to Hunt podcast where you were talking about your preparation, so I'm starting to get fired up like you guys are and uh, moving in that direction.
0: Yeah. So do you have any big plans for the fall? Any big, uh, big hunts?
1: You know, I don't have any plans. To to go anywhere. I I, I traditionally will hunt my home state here in Pennsylvania, and I hunt in Delaware, and so those are both um, obviously my home state's an easy drive where I hunt here, but uh, going to Delaware is also an easy drive. And so I I won't be in any kind of predicaments in terms of the whole social distancing and quarantining and all these types of things, and uh, frankly, I'm, I'm really hopeful that a bunch of others aren't either, because I know a lot of people do plan to stretch your legs and do a little, little traveling. So let's hope that doesn't become a problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's just get right into the meat and potatoes today. Um, Because I have a lot of questions I want to ask about this merger and the first, the first one, and it's just for referencing, what is the new name of this organization going to be?
1: Well, that's a hell of a good question, Dan, (laughs) (laughs) because uh, I don't have the answer for you. Okay. Um, but what I can tell you is that it's not going to be the Quality Deer Management Association, and it's unlikely that it will be the National Deer Alliance. Okay. Um, it, it may be some, uh, you know, I hate to even speculate on it because we're, we're working on it. So yeah. we, as a staff, have kicked some things around. We've reached out for a little bit of outside help. I would encourage anybody that's listening to this show, if you've got a uh, burning idea in your head to share it and you may be the person that ends up naming the organization but um, I'll, I'll just say this we want to we want something that reflects more of who we are so for example QDMA um, very unfairly I think got categorized right away into being a, a quote big buck organization despite all of the conservation work and doe management and even age their habitat management they got because of the words quality and management, I think that just really kind of sent a message to some people that they never were really ever to able, uh, ever able to overcome. Uh, So it's going to be different than that. And the Alliance part of it is a little bit challenging. We hope we're still in Alliance. We hope that that we're able to keep the relationships we have with the Mule Deer Foundation and White Tails Unlimited. Um, But we don't want to be confining. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, use terms that that make that might make us less to some people. Um, so that's that's one of the things that we're considering here. We want we want it to be an inclusive name um, that, that gets the point across. But I think more important than the name is that whatever it is, we rally behind it, and we and its the mission that stands out. So that's that's really what we're focused
0: on. Right, right. So I'll be honest fr- from where I'm sitting, right, and I I feel like I have my ear to the ground. Within the hunting community, within the hunting industry, this seems to me from the outside looking in something that happened very quickly. Was this quick or was this a, a long drawn out process where both parties got together and there were several months worth of meetings and all that stuff? What, what was that? What was that birth of this new organization like?
1: Yeah, so it's more the latter. Um, this There's been so much going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, in some respects, you could say it's been it's been rather quick because if you're just sitting there and you're you're only sort of seeing what you see that's public facing, it seems fast. But the reality is, um, well, let's let's go back to the very beginning and that NDA was an initiative really spawned by QDMA at the outset. And even at that time, there were people who thought really what needed to happen was that QDMA would become the NDA. And for whatever reason, uh, well, a number of different reasons, it ended up going a little bit differently, but we still had the alliance. and We had very similar missions. And even for the first couple of years that the NDA was launched, I still had regular meetings with the staff at QDMA who helped with things like coming up with our survey questions and just policy matters and whatnot. So um, that part of it, that part of the relationship was always there. And then when you, you sort of fast forward to 2020, um, so some some unique, some unique things happen, right? The, number one, Brian Murphy uh, retired and moved on from from QDMA. He'd been the CEO there twenty plus years, so there's a vacancy. And about the time the organization starts thinking about, okay, we need to we need to search for a replacement, COVID nineteen rears its head. And I remember being in a conversation um, at the at the Southeast Deer Study Group meeting. I believe it was, or maybe it was the North American. Uh, conservation meeting in March. And this is about the time we're starting to figure out that, hey, we may not be traveling all over the place like we're used to. Um, Things like banquets were being stopped, traditional fundraising, a lot of uncertainty in the world. And so then also recruitment for a new CEO kind of got put on hold. Same thing happened at the Mule Deer Foundation, by the way, because ironically, you had uh, two of the Uh, four major deer groups had vacancies at their CEO position and they were unable to fill them because of everything that was going on. And then I'll just, I guess I'll just chalk it up to just some, uh, good, thoughtful conversation about what does the future look like? And so with the National Deer Alliance, it was interesting because we were, we really were starting to grow a good footprint. Uh, we became financially stable. We're really, uh, I feel, leading the way on outreach and education on chronic wasting disease, and so we're kind of like hitting our stride. But one thing I was always hesitant to do at the NDA was add a bunch of staff people uh, because I didn't. I don't believe in oversized organizations that cost a lot to sustain. What I believe in is right-sized organizations that are focused on their mission, and they only grow to the size they need to be to support their mission. And so, during this growth, I only added one staff person, Torn Miller, who is our policy and outreach coordinator and And immediately, when you double the staff, it has impact, right? right? Um, so we're clipping right along. Torn's been a great addition and but at the same time, even with two people, and you and I've had this conversation uh, personally and also on your show, it's really hard to be big enough to have the kind of impact that we needed to just be a little bit bigger. And instead of investing in making NDA bigger, when you've already got QDMA sitting there, why can't we have a larger conversation about what would this look like if we worked more together and, and up to and including possibly just being one organization. Yeah. And it was probably only into the second meeting among staff and, and some board members that it, it became clear that, you know, we should really just be talking about a merger because we're all into it. We're all focused on the mission. Let's just start working in that direction.
0: Yeah. It sucks that you even have, I have to even ask this question, but how, how much of an impact did COVID-19 have on this merger? And what I mean by that is we all know that Banquets, fundraising events, not only f- for the QDMA but for all conservation organizations, took an absolutely huge hit this spring. So, was this a was this also kind of a monetary merger as well?
1: No, I think it's a great question to ask. So you you don't have to apologize at all. Um, it's a question I'd be asking. So, the reality is, COVID in terms of a decision to start talking about merging had had no impact on that. That had started, those conversations started before the world got shut down and before banquets were canceled um, back whenever we were first hearing about COVID and we were told things like, Hey, you know, if we wear a mask for a couple of weeks, we should be good and ready to go. Um, so, you know, there's just been so many, so many different levels of communication with that. So there was a lot of uncertainty, but no, I mean, this, this conversation started before that. Um, You know, even even with COVID, QDMA certainly could have just said, "Well, we're going to go ahead and just continue with recruitment of a CEO." And NDA could have said, "We're just going to continue doing what we're doing." Uh, NDA, we don't, we've never done fundraising banquets, and we raise money in different ways. So COVID really didn't impact the way we did business. Uh, it certainly impacted the way that QDMA did business, um, but it didn't. It's not what drove this at all. I mean, it it, it certainly became a giant footnote. <laughs> Um, It it was, it was a large part of our conversation about how do we fundraise going forward and whatnot, but uh, it was, it was certainly not the driver of this at all.
0: Okay. What was the driver behind the merger?
1: Simply wanting to do more for for deer and hunters without any duplication of effort.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Even without COVID, there's a, and even though we worked really hard not to, not to have duplication of effort, and we tried really hard not to compete with funds for funding. The reality is there is only so much money going around out there. And you've seen that yourself as part of your work and yep. uh, being out of and out on the scene. And so really it's, it, it was partly I think my desire to not want to just try to continue to grow NDA. I thought that was irresponsible and I, and it, it was a desire. QDMA was looking for leadership and um, I, I was, a I was a, name kicked around early on, which just makes sense because I have a long relationship there and with NDA. And so instead of a scenario that would just have me leaving NDA just to go over to QDMA, it just didn't make a ton of sense. I mean, let's, let's get the best of both and put together an organization that's going to do more for deer and hunters, which is what we really need.
0: Right. Okay. So a lot of the world or a lot of the hunting community heard about this through a an article that was released on Meat Eater or Instagram through the National Deer Alliance and, and QDMA or people sharing that from, from Instagram, right? So the the outlet seemed small. And right now I have a feeling there are still a lot of QDMA members out there and maybe even uh, some NDA members out there who are scratching their heads saying Wait a second. What what's going on right now? So the the question I have is, you know, QDMA members have I I put them under the diehard category for two things: not only being stewards of the land, but being stewards of the natural resources. We 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 throw deer into that category, but they also have a love of the land, right? They have love for birds and and you know, all the other animals that live on their properties. What is the message right now to those people?
1: Yeah. I mean, so first of all, just to the communications part of it, um, we sent out our, our press release last evening. And so, um, the reality is with the way the, with the way the media works and even our own outdoor media, we didn't have the luxury to tell hundreds of people and then put it out to the news, which I know upsets some people because they want to to be the first to know. Um, The problem though is like, I, I can give you the very real example of whenever I first went, whenever I was hired to be the CEO of the National Deer Alliance, before we could get it announced, the story got scooped and it was run by a publication. And we lost control of the message right off the bat. So just the very nature of media and communications means that you can't really start making those calls or sending direct letters until once you've put the release out. Um, and so that's a very calculated and, and it's, as I've told the team as we worked on that, it's it's impossible to win that. Like it's yeah. hard to like win the press conference, right? So you just do the best you can. And and uh, we hope that people will, will come around to that. And in the end, this is one day in a gigantic long point in time here of going forward. So By Friday is like I told the team. I'm like by Friday, nobody cares anymore. They just want to know what we're doing. Right. Um. Uh. So, but to the to the QDMA member, and this is a person I can relate to because number one, I'm I'm a life member of QDMA. I'm a level two deer steward. Um. I am that person that you described, and I always have been. And so, none of what you're used to with us in terms of if if you're if you're a member because you want to learn how to or can you have good resources about managing your land and um, managing the age structure of your herd, that that isn't changing. We still, those core principles remain the same. Um, at the same time, if you're a National Deer Alliance member and you've always been mostly just interested in the policy part of it, um, that's not going away either. That's still gonna be there. It's just gonna be under one roof. Our Field to Fork program, uh, bringing new people into our sport Still very much part of who we are. So when we look at programs, um, none of none of that is is changing. We're going to go through strategic planning and we'll look at everything. But we all feel very strongly um, that who we are to got us to this point remains. It's really just about doing more for everybody.
0: Okay, so you have the QDMA which is a pay you, you pay to be a member of this organization. You have the National Deer Alliance, which is free to join. Where do you see yourself when it comes to paying for membership or free membership?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And and so we see membership the way it's handled at QDMA remaining in place. So if you're a member now, let's say you joined in uh, April of, of 2020. Your membership's good till April of 2021. If you're a life member, you're still a life member. Um, if you're a you know a longtime supporter, if you're a, if you're a person that's given as part of your will, none of that none of that changes. Um, the name of the organization may change, and we'll we'll have to figure that one out in terms of uh, you know if someone has a plaque that, that says QDMA on it, whether they'd want the new name or whatnot. All that stuff can be figured out. Um, and if you're an NDA member and you haven't been paying, um, I'm sad to say to my friends that are NDA members, um, you you'll have to pay going forward uh, to be a member. So, you know, I say that, but one thing people have to realize is that GBMA has 50,000 plus paid members, the NDA, because it was free, we only got to a little over 17,000 people that signed up, even though it was free. And you might say, well, why would less people... Join something that is free, and well, I think part of it is you just feel a certain level of buy-in when you when you send that membership fee in. And so, you know, will will some people just not be involved because they'd have to buy a membership? You know, even that's okay because most importantly, what we want them participating in is the mission. And so, while we hope that we can continue membership at that level, um, ultimately we need we need more deer hunters and non-deer hunters participating in in the things we need to do to save the animal and the sport, because that's, that's ultimately what's critical.
0: Yeah. You've mentioned, uh, this new mission a couple of times already. How different is this new mission from as a combined organization than it is from just the NDA by itself and the QDMA by itself?
1: Well, if you look at the two missions of the organizations uh, right now, they're very, very similar um, the main difference for NDA would be that we have done policy work for all deer species, whereas QDMA has always just been whitetails. Um, but otherwise they're largely the same. We're focused on hunting heritage. We're focused on science. So being science-based isn't going to change. And we're focused on, um, on on conservation. So I think what you'll see is number 1 on the policy front, we don't intend to not advocate for all deer species. I think that will continue. Um so to what extent we would get involved in on the ground work with like mule deer for example though. I mean, we've got the Mule Deer Foundation, we've got a great partnership with them. That would be unlikely, but policy-wise we will be we'll work on all on issues that impact all deer. Um and the other, the only other thing I would say is that we, I think long-term we'll have a more broad conservation feel to what we do. And so again, that's, that's not, we just, we need to be a little bit more inclusive of people who might just care about deer. And I'm, and I'm talking about people who may not even hunt deer because right. when I go and work on policy, for example, it's great to go and sit in front of a congressional committee and give a testimony. But I'm only doing that on behalf of the number of members or deer hunters there are in the country. And guess what? We're like, you know, three or four percent of the population. We'd be much stronger to go in there with a higher percentage of the population that cares about deer. And I, I frankly dream of a day where people will send in a membership to to our organization that have that don't intend to shoot a deer, but they understand it. And they care about the conservation impacts that deer bring. And so they, they think they think to be a member just like they would for like Ducks Unlimited or even Trout Unlimited is an example. Yeah.
0: So what do you see yourself or what does the, the new organization see itself doing that is the same and what do you guys see yourself doing that is different moving forward?
1: Yeah, so I mean the same like I mentioned earlier program areas uh pretty much as we see them right now, going into strategic planning, remain uh, the same. That doesn't change. Um, You know, different, we'll be more streamlined, I think. Um, We're not, in in terms of our fundraising approach, uh, we've learned the hard way, as many others have, that we can't rely on a traditional banquet program to raise our money. So you're gonna see the way that we fundraise change. Uh, it's going to be more locally driven, meaning those the, the folks at the local level, our volunteers, will have more um, control over how they fundraise. The traditional um, banquet package that they would buy, or even even the requirement that our branches hold a banquet, will change. We just have to be more flexible and realize that there are a lot of other ways to, to raise money for an organization. Uh, so that's a pretty big change. Um, I think also we're going to just continue to focus on being modern. Um, And what I mean by that is another thing that we've learned with the whole COVID situation is just the ability and effectiveness of of being able to to work remotely. Half of the QDMA staff or somewhere near that already works remotely. Uh, The National Deer Alliance staff has always worked remotely. And having to, to keep and maintain a physical brick and mortar headquarters is very expensive. And in this day and age where technology has improved so much, why not save those dollars and invest them in our mission as opposed to spending them on brick and mortar, which at the end of the day, only the tiniest percentage of our members would ever see it anyway. Um, and so you're not really serving your mission or serving the membership. So I'm, I'm very big on, on lean and focused and not being bloated. And so uh, those are some of the areas that I look at is where we can we can just be better.
0: Okay. I every time I hear I I've been part of it. My wife's been part of it. Um, just about everybody I know in some way, shape, or form has been a part of a business merging with another business, right? Two businesses. And whenever people hear the the terms streamline or efficient, we think of cheaper ways of doing what we're already doing and that can sometimes result in cuts in staff or other areas right and you've already mentioned like getting rid of the brick and mortar type location but are any jobs going to be impacted by this merger
1: i think any of that any of the position changes and restructuring that happened have already happened um this is about going forward with the team we have um so i can tell you that as i look at the business and, as, and, and it's not just me we've got a, a, a whole management team um that that work on this at this time we don't that's not the focus at all I mean, the, the focus is to make our existing team even stronger and we want to we want to make sure this is an organization where not only the people that we have want to work but we want to attract all the best people that want to come work for us because our mission is good because we can treat our, we treat our employees exceptionally and we're flexible and, and I'll use that term modern again. Um, so that's where we want to be. Like we want to be the place that people go to. We do not want to be uh, the place where we're just constantly making cuts because that's how we survive. We, we want to strengthen the team that we have.
0: Right. You mentioned modern what new ways do you foresee yourself spreading this new organization's message that may haven't been done in the past?
1: Sure. Yeah, I think, well, one thing that, uh, that both NDA and may have done well is the way we've used uh, the digital frontier to get our information out. Uh, a lot of really great content. I think you're going to see, well, I know you're going to see that continue. Um, we're having very real and honest conversations about our print magazine. Um, Does everybody, do we, do we give people the option if you want print or not want print? I can tell you that personally, um, I get all my magazines digital and I read them on my iPad, but I've got friends who very much like to get the paper magazine. So we're looking at all those things. Like what, what makes sense for us to do? Uh, How do we, how do we serve our membership while also serving our mission um, and, and do it cost effectively? So when I say efficiency, I am not talking at all about cuts or elimination of, of programs, I'm talking about smarter use of our money. Right. Um, the dollars that we generate are, are dollars that people, not all of them, some of them are sponsor-driven and whatnot, but our membership dollars in particular, people dollars that people give us because they care about our mission. And that's all they care about. And that's why they support it. And I feel very strongly that we owe it to them to spend that dollar as effectively as possible. And that's, that's directly toward the mission and good, in a good team. And I don't think that it's, it's buildings and, and things that cost money that have no return for most of our members.
0: Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So the next, the next couple questions, uh, it's basically, I have these bullet points, right? And I just have a word with a question mark after it. Are, are QDMA chapters still going to exist like they've traditionally existed? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's just that there might be a change in the fundraising efforts, and like, are, are there still banquets that are going to be held?
1: Yeah, we're not. We're not saying that we're going out of the banquet business. What we're saying is, is that requiring chapters or branches, as we refer to them, uh, requiring them to do a banquet. Uh, frankly, most of the people we've heard from uh, the, the branch leaders, they said. We're glad we don't have a requirement to do a banquet um, and that you're going to listen to us and give us more local options for how to fundraise and, do, and lead local projects. So not only do we, do we want our branches to stay with us, we want to we continue to add more and we want them to, to be flexible. And we want them, most importantly, most people that, that sign up to join these organizations, they don't do it because they have this uh, big desire to want to have a banquet every year. Uh, They do it because they have a desire to do more for the resource and to learn more for themselves and to give back. And so we want to just be a lot more flexible on ways that they can give back and and be effective locally and really just promote and advance our mission.
0: And then as far as, you know, money raised by QDMA in the past and even uh, the National Deer Alliance have gone to support some pretty big projects. Uh, what is going to happen from the project points of, let's say, like funding for, uh, I guess, uh, deer like deer restoration projects or habitat management projects that are currently in progress and also in the pipeline to be accomplished in the future?
1: Yeah, I, I think those, those plans certainly still continue. We don't have any, any plans to change any of that aspect of our work. Uh, we want to support research. We want to support on the ground projects. We want to support uh, getting new people into our sport. And a lot of those are really great locally led projects by our branches that do that. And we we uh, have every intention to continue supporting that. I think what we're going to find and what's, what some of our branches, if we, have, if we have branch leaders listening to this now, they're probably shaking their head, but uh, many of them have have had really great ideas for raising more money more efficiently. And we probably didn't listen to them as well as we could have. <laughs> so um, we're going to listen a lot more and we're going to be a lot more flexible so that there hopefully are even more dollars that can go around for these projects. But also banquets, big, big events tend to really wear out volunteers as well. And so there's a burnout factor there after running a banquet a couple years in a row and, and we just that's just unnecessary. We'd rather if people are going to burn out, we want them to burn out putting our mission on the ground out there. And um so that that's really what what we're focused on. I mean, some groups there are some groups though that just love to run a banquet and they do a really good one and there's no reason that can't continue either. Uh we're just saying as part of your checklist of to be a branch, it's, it's not a requirement that you would run a big traditional fundraising banquet.
0: Okay. All right, so I I ask you this every time that we've talked in the past through the NDA side of things, but where do you see this organization, whether it's by the end of the week in one year, in five years, in, you know, 32 years, like the, or 33 years, however long the QDMA has been around, where do you, where's this, the future of this organization?
1: Yeah. And, and I've done, put a lot of thought into this as has the rest of the, the management team. I, I feel like we have great vision for this and great enthusiasm for it. So I'll just start with the short term. Uh, we have to, the merger is is technically not complete until our boards will take final action um, to, to make all that happen. So as part of that, though, we have to do um, strategic planning and we have to seat our board and uh, we have to do things in terms of our bylaws, updating the name change. So those are, those are the really administrative things that have to happen. And those will happen over the next few, few weeks and months. We'd love to have a strategic plan in place and a name and mission statement and all that wrapped up heading into hunting seasons, uh, not South Carolina or Florida hunting season. So, uh, so we're going to, we're going to pick the states that would be later in the year that, that open in October, but uh, that's, that's what we would, that's what we're shooting for. and then. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's fine. Uh, Just continue your thought.
1: Yeah. Longer term, uh, we need to head into 2021 with a real plan. Here's where we're headed. And because when we go to people that we need to support us, we need to present them with a plan. It can't be wishy-washy and, well, here's what we think we hope to do. And it has to be a real plan that people want to invest in. And so we have to have that ready going into uh, 2021. And at that point, it becomes the much longer game once we have, once we have the administrative elements ironed out. And that's the game of, um, securing the branches that we have, adding new ones, um, tweaking our own internal structure of how to best do our work, making sure people are all in the right positions, um, growing our staff, making sure we're, we're taking care of all of our staff as well as we possibly can. That's, that's critically important to me. Uh, it's something that I care about a lot. And uh, from there, you get longer term out, three years, five years. Um, Like I said, I think we're we're broadening broadening our our conservation focus. Uh, Deer, which which we feel have been a little bit taken for granted here in in recent years, seven out of 10 people that hunt, hunt deer, the most of the people that buy a license to hunt, they're buying it because they want to hunt deer. And when you look at the impact that deer have on all of wildlife conservation, whether you're a bird watcher sitting in Iowa uh, or if you're a if you're a diehard deer hunter sitting in New York, deer matter to you. And so we have a lot of work to do to get that message out there. We have to teach people about things like chronic wasting disease and why that's important and why that even if you don't intend to hunt, deer are important and you should care about them and you should get behind them.
0: Right. How long until we see one voice at this point?
1: Uh, Meaning Meaning, one overall.
0: Yeah. So uh, until the message is coming out of this new organization, when is the QDMA's social going to go away? When is uh, the National Deer Alliance social media feeds going to go away? When are we going to see this one voice?
1: I got you. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's something we have to have ready to go into 2021. Okay. We can't, we can't drag that out. I mean, once we've, we've, we're engaged here, we're, we're about to get married and it's, it's full steam ahead. So, um, just, just looking at it logistically, QDMA has all the infrastructure. They've been around for 30 years. Uh, NDA has been a much younger organization. We don't have these big, Um, We don't have 30 years of history. It's much easier for us to sort of dissolve our things and and just sort of dissolve it into what QDMA already has.
0: Perfect. All right. So are there any other organizations or businesses involved in this merger between QDMA and National Deer Alliance?
1: Um, So what I can say to that extent is that we have we're in continual conversation with our partners about how we can best serve each other and work together. So um, at a minimum, we're all hopeful that the relationships that we have with Mule Deer Foundation, White House Unlimited will continue. Um, so that's that's where we're at today. Um, this world is constantly changing. We don't know at the moment where things are headed. But the one thing we do know is that there's strength in our numbers and that we, we want to have that good relationship going forward. And ultimately, uh, we're doing this for deer in the mission and hunters and in the hunting industry. And that's where our focus needs to be and how that plays out in terms of how we're structured and whatnot, we, we feel will we'll take care of itself.
0: Okay. So there is a possibility in the future that other organizations may be absorbed into this.
1: I, I, don't, I don't rule anything out. Um, I don't. I don't see. As I'm sitting here today, I don't see an immediate clear path to that. But you know, two years ago, I, I probably would have said the same thing about NDA and QDMA. So um, I think if it makes sense for the resource, then then that's what we do.
0: Gotcha. All right. Is there anything else that is new or exciting about this new organization that you want to, I guess, express? to the listeners?
1: I I think it's just a, I think it's a fresh, it's a fresh perspective, a fresh opportunity. Um, We, we came into this process with eyes wide open and it is 100% with the mission in mind. And that was, that has been a fun part of this process is that we continually have checked ourselves against why we're doing this. We're not doing it for us. Is individuals. We're not doing it for just to keep our organizations alive. We have to first understand, is this mission worthy? And this is not the good old days for deer and deer hunters right now. And it's it's really sad to say that, but it's the reality. We've got chronic wasting disease. We've got EHD, which with drought in a lot of places right now and really hot temperatures across a lot of the landscape, that makes me really nervous right about now. Yeah. Um, we've got dwindling hunter ranks Uh, we've got less places for people to hunt or or more people that don't understand hunting or why it's important so if not us who yeah and as cliche as that sounds as, as we reminded ourselves throughout this process if we're waiting for somebody to come in and solve this problem for us it ain't happening so We want to do it. We want to lead it. And what we really want to do is lead an army of people who care about deer and, and want to give back to an animal that's given so much to all of us. And, uh, we just want to take responsibility for it.
0: Absolutely. And that sounds good to me, man. Well, Nick, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day i know that uh, in the future you're going to be on again to talk about some more details of of this merger and uh, how things progress you know moving down the line so i appreciate your time thank you not only for taking on this task of this new organization but thank you for uh, coming on and spreading the good word
1: no and thank you dan uh as you and i've talked about many times your your audience is uh, they're the hardcore hunters and i love it and I love that you touch base with us as, as we move along. And I know we'll be doing that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to talking to your listeners. And, uh, man, hopefully it'd be nice to see you in public again soon. <laughs> <We can laughs> never make that happen.
0: I feel you, man. It's like right now it's just once a year or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's bad. So we got to fix that.
0: And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode in the books. Like I mentioned in the intro, uh, this is going to have a big impact in conservation, especially for white-tailed deer and mule deer in North America. And I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more to come, a lot more details in the near future. And... I plan on sharing all of that with you, getting Nick back on, getting others within the new organization back on, and uh, sharing this message like I have with the QDMA and the National Deer Alliance. So, Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to hop on and uh, listen to this episode. Thanks, Nick. For coming on and chatting with us today. And thank you to all the partners of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast Ozonix, Wasp, Lone Wolf, The Average Conservationist, Vortex Optics. Please go out and support the companies that support this podcast because when you support them, you're supporting me. And in a way, you're supporting conservation efforts as well. Because, like I told Nick off the phone, That if you're a conservation organization that is trying to spread a positive message about expanding deer hunting opportunities, expanding public land, expanding retention efforts, then you need to come on the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast or the Sportsman's Nation and spread that positive message. So take that into consideration. Other than that, I hope everybody has a great rest of your week, has a great weekend. I know it's hot here in Iowa. It's hot everywhere else. Try to stay cool. And, uh, dude, cold mornings and crisp afternoons are ahead of us. And if we could just make it through the summertime, we're going to be able to enjoy the fall. God bless, I guess, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.